0: Player review season continues for the offseason of the Arizona Coyotes. We discuss Nick Schmaltz on today's episode of Locked On Coyotes, so be sure to stay locked in.
1: Your Locked On Coyotes, your daily podcast on the Arizona Coyotes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: Welcome to the show, everybody. I'm Robin Leonia, Carl Pavlik right beside me. On this episode of Locked On Coyotes, we have a guest. We're going to introduce him in just a sec. But first, I want to thank everyone for making Locked On Coyotes your first listen every day. We are available everywhere you get your podcast and 100% free. We will never, ever have a paywall. But we got to continue our off-season coverage. Arizona Coyotes Season in Review, we're going back to player reviews and to help us with this next player, we got Patrick Brown from the Hockey Writers on this show. Patrick, welcome to the show as, I guess, an official. you will come on the show a couple times, but as a fill-in for me, so
2: welcome to the show. Thanks, Robin. It's it's nice to be on the show at the same time as you, I have to say. So thanks for having me, and Carl, good to see you again.
1: Yeah, great to see you again. Glad we get to do an episode where I don't have to take the lead.
0: Uh, that's <laughs> oh, more fun for me. <laughs> we I mean, don't. We all love. It. I mean, like, I mean, like, it's all back to normal, right? Like, everything's back to how it should be. I'm right. There. I'm back where I, in, we're in in that host seat, and I love it. You know, again, I love talking to everyone about about hockey. I know we're talking Coyotes hockey. And Coyotes hockey isn't great, but we're talking a player today, Nick Schmaltz. And I say, and let's let's be real. I think he was one of the highlights of this season. Yeah, absolutely. There weren't. Too many highlights this season, uh, but Nick Schmaltz
1: was definitely a lot of them. Uh, just a very impressive year. Uh, Clayton Keller got a lot of talk because, let's be honest, he deserved it. But Schmaltz, you know, had himself a phenomenal year as well. Definitely his best of his career so far. And, you know, missing a decent chunk with injury too, which was, definitely seemed like it was going to hurt him in the beginning of the year.
2: Yeah, you know, it, it's interesting. You saw how well he clicked with that line. He was with Keller and Boyd. Um, and he, he needed to have the year that he had. And as it turned out, he turned out to be, uh, Robin, I think you said it, like one of the highlights, literally, fans could come to watch Nick Schmaltz play hockey. Um, and, you know, a seven-point game will do that for anyone. But uh, uh, he, he was definitely a bright spot for the Coyotes this season.
0: Absolutely. And I, I, I'm just looking briefly through his stats. He only played in 63 games. Again, Carl, you said he was a lot, a lot, a lot missed several games to injury. But despite that, 23 goals, the highest of his career, 36 assists, the highest of his, of his career, like 59 point season. Look, like, and in just 63 games, like amazing. Uh, and after the
1: uh, you know his past couple years, I don't think anyone w- was expecting a twenty goal season. Like he seemed like a player where, uh, like I I don't know. Like his contract was starting to get a lot of criticism in addition to Keller's, and he needed a bounce back year, and he found that. Um, like and even when Keller was hurt, even when Kraus was hurt. He- it seemed like Nick Schmaltz was just a majority of the Coyotes' offense in any game. Like, I swear there are games in April where it was a 5-1 loss and the one goal was Nick Schmaltz. Um, and, you know, he was able to kind of like stand on his own in a way where I think people may have thought he leaned too much on Keller. I don't think anyone thinks that anymore.
2: Well, I think you hit the nail on the head there with uh, when Keller was out schmaltz still stepped into a leadership type role and and by the way that keller injury was super hard on him psychologically not to say that i'm like you know i I don't we're not best friends but he was clear that he and keller are close they're big time golfing buddies they hang out all the time so psychologically to see your friend go down the way he did and then to come back and still produce at the end of the season when there wasn't a whole lot to play for even let's be honest um i think it was impressive i think he established himself as a leader on the team uh when you had the young guys like like Nate Smith and Jack McBain come up that he was someone who they could look to uh who was producing right away uh and I think it kind of rubs off on everyone so just the way that he stepped up even in Keller's absence I think made a big difference on the team
0: absolutely and and it's it's awesome to see because again I think it goes back to um, what some of you get some of were saying too, especially with the with the contract that he had and people were doubting him and everything like that. To have a season like the way he did, and especially in the first year of a rebuild, a lot like a lot of you know fans are gonna look towards the first year of a rebuild and look a lot of doom and gloom, like, oh, they finished thirty-first out of thirty-two. This team's gonna be, you know, like some people some people some teams have no like they look like they have no hope whatsoever. But when you have bright spots like we saw with Keller and Schmaltz and a few other players this year, like that kind of, it gives you like, even though like as kite spins you look at the end, you see this tiny, tiny dot of light, but it's a, it's, you still see it there.
2: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And you're not entirely convinced that it's a train.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, not anymore. You know, maybe, it will be a train, but for right now, it looks good. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I, I do think there is something with you know Keller, Schmaltz, and Kraus having phenomenal seasons to start off this rebuild. Uh, just because you know one of the things that we we've all talked about is that this is an opportunity for everyone. Like, and if you are on the Coyotes, like you are going to have the chance to do as much as you can because the team needs all the help it can get. Uh, and I, I think Schmaltz really showed like what he can do in a way where you're just like, I don't know. like Why wasn't that clicking before? Why? How were you able to find it now? Is it the system? Is it just you as a person who have grown into it? Is it the coaching staff? Is it the mm-hmm. opportunity? I'm not sure. Uh, and I think we're going to be finding out over the next couple of years because I, I really think that this is – you know, hopefully, like just the start of Schmaltz. I don't know if he's going to be, you know, setting career highs every year, but he still is a couple years off from his prime. Agreed. I think you could
2: be looking at a bona fide thirty goal scorer. You know, yeah. Um, it, it it depends on the number of variables. I think you roll pretty much all of them off. Um, and by the way, for what <laughs> it's worth, I think coaching is a big part of it. Was really impressed with Andre Torini and his staff. Um, obviously Phil Housley is no longer with the organization but I think everybody else is still there and I was really impressed with how Tarini challenged some of those older players uh, older um, but you know what I mean more veteran they've established themselves in the NHL you look to them for leadership he challenged them and most of them answered the bell and that says a lot about a first year first time NHL coach to be able to get that type of response out of your players and it shouldn't come as a surprise to anyone, anyone who's seen what he did in Ottawa with the sixty seven. He's oh he you know, with the Canadian uh U eighteens and juniors and he always gets the most out of his players and that's a big reason why he was hired as head coach of the coyotes. Um but still it's impressive nonetheless and, and Carl, I think that's a big part of it. You mentioned the coaching and I think that's a big part of it.
0: That's something we talked about um in uh, yesterday's episode too, with with Clayton Keller, because with both of them, like was yep, that coach, yeah. was that he like was it this, this, the difference of that system? Just did did Toyani just give him that? Just give him them the proper tools versus whatever talk it gave them. Yep. Well, yep, exactly. we also
1: talked about how like the Schmaltz Keller line went from being the short leash line to just the bonafide top line for the Coyotes mm-hmm. and actually <laughs> having like you know, some level of confidence and knowing like, yeah, they're going to make a couple of mistakes, but they're going to grow. And I think both players have grown defensively, like phenomenally over the year.
2: Yep. Agreed. You know, the, the, I don't want to say the running joke because it wasn't a joke, but it seems like when Schmaltz came back from his injury and he started producing so, so much, and it took him a few games back from injury to start (laughs) producing. Um, But he came back, he really started to produce and it seemed like, he was almost asked for in every post game presser. And it seems like the same question was almost asked in every post game presser, which is why are you doing so well? How are you staying hot? And he always gave the same answer, which is moving my feet. The coaching staff has asked me, challenged me to move my feet. And it seems so obvious, but it's, he's been more active. He was more active away from the puck and it showed he was in the right position. He was, he bought into the scheme. Um, and he was moving his feet, and, and he can credit a lot of that. And it was just funny because that was his consistent answer to the player. At some point, you had to stop asking the question and just say, "You're still moving your feet," because he, he it was it, it. was impressive. That,
1: that would have been sorry. a great final question for him at the end of the season.
2: <laughs> I <laughs> love On it. Exit day, you're moving that, your feet, Nick. Yeah, I like it. That was good. I love
0: <laughs> it. That that that's absolutely perfect. But you know, one thing is amazing. We talked about all these highlights, but there's of course still you know you know things that we want that we wish we saw more of. Um, we're going to get to that in just a moment, but obviously there's a few things we, we there's, there's a few cleaning items we still have to get to. And I'm going to point to you, Carl, as a perfect way to transition to, in, into this. I think there's w- definitely one thing that uh, Nick Schmaltz might be chowing on when, uh, <laughs> <laughs> during the season. So, uh, yeah,
1: we, I have a message from our friends at Built Bar, um, imagine dipping your fingers into a plastic tub of birthday cake frosting, and then imagine opening your eyes and realizing it's only 150 calories and 16 grams of protein. That is what it's like to have a birthday cake puff from Bilt. I just received my birthday cake puffs, and I have never had anything like them before. They're available right now, and we can't promise they'll be there tomorrow, so get them while you can. If you haven't tried the puffs, I'm going to let you in on a little secret because it's what, you know, what I like to do. I'm always talking about the puffs. They are a chocolate covered marshmallow protein part. You heard me. Delicious and covered in 100% real chocolate. What I want you to do is go to built.com and use the promo code locked15 to get 15% off your order. That's promo code locked15 for 15% off at built.com. And try the birthday cake puffs. They're new and Like I said, they may not be around forever.
0: Well, thanks again, everyone, for making Locked On Coyotes your first listen. As a reminder, afterwards, don't forget to make your next listen, the Locked On Now podcast. They got nightly recaps of every NHL game with analysis from our local experts. It is free and available wherever you get your podcasts. But right here on Locked On Coyotes, we are continuing our player review. We have Nick Schmaltz on for today. We got Patrick Brown of the Hockey Writers on joining us today. So we talked highlights, but now let's talk to you about things that we wish we saw more of. And um, I'll be, you know, straight up to, to say things. Maybe you have, you might have uh, more, Patrick. But um, when we talk about the key players, we have only on our fourth key player, and these are the highlight players where there's not really much we can take against them because, like, mm-hmm. they've been they've they've been working their asses off.
2: Yep. Yeah. It's, I've been kind of racking my brain to say, you know, what could he have done better? I mean, you look, I mean, for crying out loud, the man finished a plus one. You can't even say that he was on the ice for more goals against that. He finished a plus one and I don't love plus minus. I know it's a very polarizing stat and I'm not a big fan of it, but there's something
1: to it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, so if, and if for you're a coyotes running, team, that's bad. Like, being a plus anything on this team is just an accomplishment in and of itself. Absolutely. And, I mean, you look,
2: his face-off percentage was even pretty decent. He was at 47.7. He won almost half his draws. And you figure he's going up against some of the better face-off, uh, face-off folks, players in the league on the line he's playing on A top line, getting top line minutes. You know, you want to get crazy nitpicky with it. <laughs> <laughs> and I, that's the point, right? Let's get crazy, nitpicky yeah. with it. His court, his Corsi for forty six percent. So uh, you know he he's they're not more likely to necessarily score while he's on the ice. Say the advanced stats. However, that's getting crazy, crazy nitpicky. Because at the end of the day, and Carl, I'll be interested to hear too what you have to say after. But I, I don't see what I don't see what you could turn around. Like he started slow.
1: He got hurt. Come on, don't
2: get hurt. Like You know what I mean? Don't get hurt is
0: a great lesson. Uh,
1: (laughs) Hopefully they talk about that in training camp. They're just like, hey, everyone, this year, we're going to try not to get hurt. No Uh, one's getting injured. No one's hurt. Uh, I I do, like you said, uh, we are kind of nitpicking, and one of the things we've talked about with these evaluations is these aren't perfect players they could always do more and i do but, think that the face off is definitely an area of improvement for him like you said he is facing some of the other teams like best players but if he is going to be the coyotes number 1 center which i'm not sure if he is cuz uh, there was yeah. there was a lot of kind of moving him to wing and just yep you know, but play on the wing a lot. Everything that yeah. happened. Yeah. Uh, so, like, if he is going to be in that role, I'd like to see more. I'd like to see him just continue to improve defensively. I think he took major steps this year. There's still more to be done. Uh, and I am kind of curious if the team will transition him to being a penalty killer like they did with Keller. Because he did play uh, on, uh, 30... 31 minutes and 24 seconds. Uh, the most for a forward was Lawson Kraus, 113 26. So definitely wasn't used as much. I do kind of wonder if he will have a bigger role in that. In which case, definitely needs to you know improve himself in his own end. I think he took big strides.
0: I think he can still you know take more. Yeah, and I also think, too, there's, um, and it goes, and, and it's, you know, just things you can think of, and again, not something he didn't do, but something that he did do, but you'd like to see more of in the sense of taking a leadership role. And obviously, I'm going to mm-hmm. talk about that a little bit later, but, you know, I think he we saw bits of that, and, like, I want to see him continue that. I want to see him continue to take a leadership role because, again, you know, him and Keller and a few others are, you know, are going to be core pieces moving forward.
2: Yeah, hit the nail on the head there. You want to make sure the the strides that he made continues that forward progression. You hope the coaching staff doesn't allow him to regress, but continues to challenge him um, to step up into that leadership role. Robin, you said it perfectly.
1: And I think that's going to be a big thing because I do kind of wonder if, you know, we had career years from Keller, Schmaltz, Kraus. Do they have a bit of a sophomore slump with their second year with the system? Do other teams adjust? Like it's gonna be, you know, I think next year is where we really learn what Bear is made of and like how he is able to handle it. Because there's definitely still a lot of pain and heartache coming for Coyotes fans. Well, one thing's oh, yeah. for sh-
0: one thing's for sure, and I think it like uh, you know part of it, even though you know Schmaltz is still you know relatively young, he's twenty six. Um, and, you know, if Keller is 23 or whatever. But, again, I mentioned they're leaders of the team. Um, and I think one of the biggest problems we talked about, the Coyotes, is confidence. You know, we talk, I talked about this all freaking season long. You see, like, one goal gets scored in the first 30 seconds in the second period, and all of a sudden, all hell breaks loose. Um, they yeah. just, they just like, you know, clamor into a shell. And, yeah. like, who is that on? I mean, it's on the entire team, but you had to get some kind of leadership in there to kind of help them bounce back so it doesn't happen.
2: Yeah, that's such a good call out, too, because even Bear would say that after those disastrous sequences that would see the floodgates open and or they work so hard to tie it up and immediately it's two to one. They, you know, they fall back down and Bear would say exactly that, that you need your lead dogs to step up and preserve that. Or if you fall down, step up and stop the bleeding without letting four or five in over the course of a 10 to 15 minute stand. And that's something they struggled with all year, that and the second period.
1: Um, Yeah. That's
2: that's something they struggled with all season. So I think you're exactly
1: right on that. Uh, And it's not one of the things that's, you know, specific to Schmaltz, but he is a leader. It is part of, you know, and we should address that.
2: Yeah. Yep. Again, like you, like you all said, right. Nitpicking for sure. It's hard to, it's hard to pull anything out, but I, I think those are all really good points.
0: Absolutely. We still got more to get to on this episode of Locked On Coyotes. We're going to have uh, player grades as well as take a look into Nick Schmaltz' future of the Arizona Coyotes and in hockey in just a moment. But first, I'm going to tell you guys about our next partner at Online Because they continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find the latest odds News and sports development, including this year's basketball playoffs, major league scores, fights, and even the next NFL futures. And of course, let's not forget the Stanley Cup playoffs as the first round is getting real close to the end. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sports wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to, w- head to the website today or use a mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet Online, where the game starts. So now it's time to move on to player grades. Uh, we have so far assigned three player grades, and I think all of which are still relatively high. I think obviously Clayton Keller has been the highest. We all gave Clayton Keller an A plus as as deserved. That kid was the MVP no matter um, you know no matter what. And Nick yep. Schmaltz, I don't think is too far behind. Um, I'm giving him borderline A to A minus on here. Okay. Okay. Uh, I was gonna go just regular A. No A minus.
1: Yeah,
2: I was gonna say, Robin, you can look right over your shoulder because apologies to all the Sun Devil fans, but bear down. He gets an A. He gets an A for sure. (laughs) Couldn't help it. Sorry, the wife went to U of A too. I love
0: it. Yeah, so we're all roughly in that area, like, and again, I'm still giving him the A, but like, just right there, you know. Um, but yeah, he's he had he had a phenomenal season. I think we are, we can all you know, based off of all that. Again, we were nitpicking and what we wanted to saw more yeah. of. We're just like, oh, there's this, and maybe this too, and that, and like, he just impressed yeah. in, all, in all in all ways. Yeah,
2: and you know, in my book, the only thing that differentiates him from an A plus, to be honest, was his start because he started pretty slow Mm -hmm. if he can come out of the gate I know it's asking a lot right Go come out of the gate and be a point per game player um but that's what you want your superstars to do and if he can avoid the slow start and come out of the gate just continuing the momentum that he built this season he could be an a plus player next year I I really think that because his slow start is what what kind of killed that in my opinion
0: yeah, that's what that's cool. what brought me down a little bit. And again, but still, despite that a slow start, still twenty three goals. Like,
2: that's, yeah, like, right. So impressive. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. In in sixty three games, you said right, not even a full season. Almost twenty yeah. games short of a full season. Yeah, he's scoring twenty three. Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: So, over a full eighty two game season, that is a thirty goal pace uh, and forty seven points. Uh, he had thirty six. So seventy-seven points over an eighty-two yeah, game 59 season. Fifty-nine points.
2: Yeah, he had fifty-nine points.
1: Oh, fifty-nine. Uh, sorry, thirty-six I think, assists. I was gonna
2: say you're definitely still right on the points. was the assist. Yeah. 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 yeah.
1: Sorry about that. Say,
2: uh, that. That's a that's a seventy-seven point pace.
1: Yeah.
0: Wow.
2: Yeah. That. I mean. I mean. If if they have an almost eighty-point player out of Schmaltz. Uh, They are in pretty darn good shape in the early stages of a rebuild, let me tell (laughs) you.
1: Especially, like, because that's going to be Clayton Keller, too. He was also on a great, great pace. Oh, yeah. When is the last time the Coyotes had two 80-point players?
2: That is a great question.
0: And (sighs) let's, like, and and let's also, again, highlight, you know, know, part of the reason that, you know, it could be the, the coaching difference, but also... I, you know, obviously I'm going to go to a more full episode about it, but, you know, bringing in personnel, the, you know, general manager and Bill Armstrong, bringing him new people, like, you know, new blood and new, you know, yeah. in some kind of talent to compliment these players. And like some people we don't like freaking Travis Boyd played with Nick Schmaltz and Clayton Keller yep. and he played well. Yep. Like.
1: <laughs> that is one of the weirdest connections I've seen. I'm like, Travis Boyd. Ah, Yeah. And seems to be badly unlocking this and it worked playing with them.
2: I was going to say playing with them, got him an extension. He signed an extension by playing with them on that top line, which by the way, I still want to come up with a
1: name for that line. If they reunite (laughs) next year, we'll get, there needs to be a name. Yeah, I like it. But I mean, of course they extended him. He had 17 goals, his previous sure. career high was five. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Or,
2: I mean, well-deserved. well, well
1: deserved.
2: Not trying to take anything away from the lab, for sure. But, uh, you know, it, it doesn't hurt playing with Keller and, and Schmaltz on your line.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure most of his stuff was just, like, being near Schmaltz and Keller for most of it. But definitely, well, like – And there are plenty who couldn't, who who don't you know, take
2: advantage of that opportunity too. So you gotta tip your cap, I suppose. I'm I don't know. My, I am very optimistic tonight, what can I say? <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh but uh, let's talk future long
1: term future.
0: Yeah. Long term future. Um yeah. I like I think in a very similar sense to when I was talking about Clayton Keller yesterday. Uh I see this guy as a as as a key piece for, to the rebuild and to the franchise. And um And for years down the road, I see this guy holding that A right on his chest.
1: Okay, okay.
0: He has four
1: more years at 5.85 mil. Uh, Final three years has a modified no trade clause. So if the team is looking to move him, now may be the time. And let's be honest, before the season starts, if you had asked me if the Coyotes were gonna trade Nick Schmaltz, I would have said absolutely. If someone will take him, they will trade him in a second. Uh he had a phenomenal season, and I suspect that has changed, you know, Bill Armstrong's mind, but I don't know. I don't know where he sees the team. Uh I, I know that he could not have gotten anything much, you know, for Schmaltz before this year because just Schmaltz had yep. been trending down. He had a phenomenal recovery. Maybe you make the move now if you're worried that it's not you know, repeatable. And yep. you know, we're not in the front office. We don't know what conversations they're having, but I, it is something that I think about sometimes.
2: No, I think it, you hit the nail on the head. Uh, that contract, if you want to unload it, now is probably the time. You get away, you're still ahead of the no no movement or no trade clause um, and his stock is high, arguably as high as it will be, moving forward, so you're absolutely right now, that said, it would surprise me if schmaltz was was moved out. Robin, I totally agree he could absolutely be a future alternate, no doubt about it um and I also think, look you're always looking for that core, that one two punch, and I know schmaltz is a little bit a little bit older in terms of like being part of the core to build around but you're looking for that one two punch, the taste cane, the, the Datsuk Zetterberg, that, you know, McDavid Drysidel. And Keller and Schmaltz are it. They have that chemistry. And do you want to break that up is the question when Keller is playing with more confidence than he ever has. And you better believe Schmaltz is a big part of that. So there's, there are some things to consider. Mm-hmm. And, and while it wouldn't be a complete surprise if Armstrong dealt him, I don't think he's going anywhere.
0: If yeah, you right. ha, like, his, I, the consideration you have to do is, yeah, his value is high, but again, you do have to consider that relate that you know that relationship with 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 the team because, yep. like, like trading away a you know like a favorite among the uh, among teammates can really hinder confidence in the net going into next year. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Uh, you saw a lot of that, I don't see with Devo with Dvorak
2: being moved. Mm-hmm. Um, that uh, hurt. Chickrin was public at media day at uh, before the season started that that one hurt when they moved Devo, and look at the season Chick
0: had. They, so weren't they like hotel um, roommates or something like that. Yeah, they were
2: they were close, and I, I just I specifically remember him saying that the the because there was a lot of off season movement last year, obviously, mm-hmm. and there's going to be it's going to be a similar type off season this year. But I just specifically remember Chick talking about um, it being tough to see Devo moved and um it was you know it was a good move I think by Bill Armstrong but those moves come at a cost do you want to do that again to the team
1: especially for like you know McBain and Smith like the younger guys who you know I would say that the Coyotes biggest acquisitions you know leading up to the trade deadline were two you know NCAA players like do you really want to take a young guy and be like hey you know the mentor who you had and like your games, your first NHL games. Do you want to take them away? Uh, that, that doesn't seem like the best move. And and, and I agree with you guys. I, I do not think that Armstrong is making that. But I I, I don't know. Like I said, it's you know just you, looking his contract listen. and cap friendly.
0: Yeah, like and we're, we're covering listening. a rebuilding team. Like you, right. you, you don't know what they're gonna do tomorrow. Like right. heck, we not can... everyone is gonna get out of this rebuild on the team. Uh, that's not how right rebuilds offer, work.
2: I mean, if the right offer comes around and you can add another first rounder or something, you just might pull the trigger. You you never know. Yeah. You never know.
0: I mean, I mean, isn't that the main reason why Devo got, ended up trading to Montreal? Yeah. They offered a first-rounder for Devo. Like, you can't say yeah. no to that.
2: And then they got the number one overall pick, so that turns into almost a second-rounder because of that. How crazy is that how that worked out? That was nuts. Anyway, that's a conversation yeah. for another episode, I suppose.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, that's okay, though. Um. But, anyways, yeah. I mean, like, we I guess we all, we all seem to be roughly on that same, you know, again, roughly on that same page. Just, you know, yeah. he's we see him as a as, as a as an integral part. But let's not be surprised if there are move, there's movement. <laughs> let's put it that yeah. way. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I guess you know, allow the last couple of minutes. Any last, any last bit of things you'd like to share about Nick Schmaltz? Keep it up,
2: Nick. Keep it up. I think that's what I can say uh, from my perspective. I mentioned it earlier. I think it's really important. He carries the momentum that he had last season into the start of the next season. Uh, the team is It's going to be an ugly season. Everybody knows that. The team's built to lose again, and I, I mean no offense by that. It just kind of is what it is. So you want to make sure that maybe you don't start on a 13-game losing streak, this season maybe instead you, you can get out of the gate a bit more confidently and play how they played when they finally found their stride in mid-season and schmaltz will be a big part of that so to me that's the big takeaway keep up the momentum start next year strong and see what can happen
0: once again patrick brown of the hockey Riders. let's uh Let's get ready to close things off. Moving from Nick Schmaltz just for a quick second. And I want and something I didn't even think about doing until literally just like the last, also the last second. But I'm going to try to do this with, with, with some Coyotes guests I bring on just because we are in the offseason. We already, the lottery draft has passed, come and gone. Yep. You're Bill Armstrong, third overall pick. Who are you taking?
2: Uh, um, I, I like Logan Cooley. We actually, we did talk about it before. I don't think New Jersey takes him at two. I sure as hell don't think Montreal takes them at one. Um, So unless Shane Wright's available.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That would be the move.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. That would piss
0: off Montreal so much.
1: Yeah. Um, I
2: love that. (laughs) I, I, I think Cooley's the pick. That's, that would be my pick at three.
0: Absolutely. Loved to hear it. Anyways, though, We're getting out of time here. Patrick, thanks for coming on. Where can listeners uh, find you and your work?
2: Absolutely. Uh, Hockey Writers, uh, head on over to thehockeywriters.com. We're just actually starting to ramp up kind of our draft coverage as well, start cranking out some draft profiles, doing some off-season stuff. So um, head on over to the Hockey Writers. You can find me on Twitter, too, at PBrownHockey. And um, Robin... I've been wanting to be on a show with you since the first time I filled in and you weren't here. So I'm glad we finally got the opportunity to do that. Um, and thank you both for having me on. It was fun.
0: Absolutely. It was a- absolute pleasure to have you on. Once again, Patrick Brown of the Hockey Writers. We're out of the out of time on this episode. If you like what you heard, don't forget to leave a review. Like, comment, subscribe. If you have yet to already, we're available everywhere you get your podcasts, including on YouTube don't get to interact with us on social media we're on Facebook facebook.com slash lockdown coyotes on Instagram at lockdown coyotes and on Twitter at LO underscore coyotes I am personally at Robin underscore that is Robin with a Y underscore L E A N O Carl Pavlock is Carl Pavlok F F H interact with us ask the question you might have we can interact right back we're on a future episode of the lockdown coyote podcast Thanks again, everyone, for listening to today's episode. Hope you guys are staying safe out there. Hope you guys are staying healthy. And don't forget to howl on. <laughs>